This podcast is only for the attention of professional investors in the financial industry. Outer Blue by Amundi. Welcome to Blue Convictions, market analysis and asset allocation views. Hello, and thanks for joining us for this month's Blue Convictions podcast. For a few months now, we've been seeing significant repricing in energy and related commodities, and supply bottlenecks have been further driving inflation dynamics in a vicious circle. So, what should we read into the energy crisis? And are we in for a prolonged period of inflation? Well, let's speak now to Monica Defend, the Global Head of Research here at Amundi. Hello, Monica. Welcome. Thank you, Tom, and welcome back to uh, our listeners. Okay, Monica, the world is facing an energy crisis. Can you tell us more about this shock and which regions you think are most affected? Yes, sure, Tom, with a pleasure. The uh, energy crisis um, has been leading the uh, news flows over the recent weeks. I would distinguish the natural gas from the oil dynamic. When it goes to natural gas, we think that we are suffering from a demand production imbalance in Asia, in particular in China and Europe. In China, seasonal factors and weather conditions in the spring and the summer uh, have been putting pressure on the uh, natural uh, on the natural gas uh, gap, both for Asia and, and Europe. While Europe is facing winter with uh, low inventories, which are setting up concern, uh, concerns of a potential insufficient supply for the coming month. Um, there has been uh, some announcements uh, out of uh, Russia, but um, it is uh, really going to be very difficult for Russia to boost uh, natural gas flows in the near uh, term, as uh, current levels are already higher than pre-COVID ones. When it goes to oil, we think it is more uh, a political issue, uh, again, uh, a concern of demand and supply, but it is uh, driven by uh, political uh, bargaining and uh, lack uh, of agreement. Our central case, though, is that no power crunch will take place this winter in Europe and in uh, in China, but pressure will persist. More in general, if we look at the countries that are paying the toll, as we mentioned, Europe and China, while um, regions that are, are countries that are clearly benefit are Russia and uh, Indonesia. Thanks, Monica. Do you think we will eventually see a period of inflation that's perhaps going to be longer than the markets are anticipating? The first uh, fast answer is yes. Uh, we think that uh, uh, inflation will uh, eventually abate from the uh, current levels, but we remain above the pre-pandemic levels. So uh, to set a target, uh, three plus three plus for uh, the US, two plus in Europe. Obviously, the uh, energy uh, crisis is waiting on the uh, European uh, inflation dynamic expectations. Uh, There are some key assumptions that underpin our uh, view, our outlook for inflation. The first one is that the global supply chain fragilities that are a structural issue of um, that was there even before uh, the, uh, the pandemic are going to be put together in the second half of 2022. Second, that labor shortages will be solved as soon as policy support schemes will end later in the, uh, in the year. So wage growth, that is the big uh, missing uh, 
factor in the inflation equation we remain mild on average and third that energy prices we remain at high level but they won't create a power crunch in china and in europe and as a target for the the TI, uh, we have uh, 75, 80 US dollar per uh, per baller, barrel uh, by the end of next year. Okay, and speaking of growth, what do you expect for the current earnings reporting season? Yes, we're talking uh, about inflation. Obviously, it is important uh, to uh, look at its complement, which is growth. We should not worry uh, if inflation moves higher at a time where growth is moving higher, which is not the case. And this is why we do emphasize the importance of the earnings reporting season, because it is a test on the uh, real economy. What has happened is that the economic momentum, so the macro uh, picture, has been uh, cooling down over the summer but the, the same did not take place uh, at corporate sector. This is why this reporting season is particularly uh, relevant uh, uh, for us. However, a result so far has been quite good and above expectation uh, when compared to uh, what we were expecting uh, from the uh, corporate sector to uh, to deliver, in particular on the uh, on the financial. We do expect um, that uh, the um, the, the uh, corporates that are going to uh, deliver uh, will uh, dispatch a little bit of uncertainty when it goes to the uh, top lines. Uh, obviously, growth deterioration and uh, rising rate uh, might be a tailwind uh, to the uh, corporate sector. And this is what we're going to focus and analyze in the future. And just lastly, Monica, what are your key investment convictions for the coming months? We see markets dynamic uh, actually remaining stuck in the middle uh, with the backdrop for investor that is getting more uncertain and overall more um, more risky with little upside potential in the in the short uh, term. So when it goes to the fixed income, uh, we remain uh, short duration, but we do not expect much rise in the in the in the rates when compared to uh, today's level. Uh, on the credit front, this is where uh, we remain quite uh, constructive because fundamentals have been improving over time, but selection remains key given the current level uh, of, of spread. Uh, while on the uh, equity uh, side, because uh, of the riskier um, and more uncertain, uh, uncertain uh, backdrop, we prefer to remain neutral for the time being, articulate uh, maybe the asset allocation at relative uh, at relative level, but we are looking for possible uh, entry entry points. Again, we expect uh, um, an increase in the uh, volatility uh, stance, in particular should the growth uh, profile uh, deteriorate further or and if the central bank communication might deviate from their uh, for guidance value, uh, remains a good hunting uh, for the yield in the uh, in the equity span. While on the emerging market, uh, there is uh, some appetite on the Chinese bond issuance. Okay, well, Monica Defend, the global head of research here at Amundi, thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Tom, and talk to you next month. And thanks to you for listening. We hope to have you with us again very soon for another Blue Convictions podcast. This podcast is only for the attention of professional investors as defined in Directive 
slash EC, dated 21st of April 2004, on markets in financial instruments called MIFID, investment services providers, and any other professional of the financial industry. Views are subject to change and should not be relied upon as investment advice on behalf of Amundi.